Welcome to episode 11 of the Xamarin podcast. I'm Chris Hardy or Chris NTR. I'm a developer evangelist at Xamarin. And I'm Pierce Bogan, a student at Auburn University. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about some interesting stuff that we've seen across the mobile space. Uh, something we want to kick off with is Xamarin Evolve 2014. Uh, so last year was the first Xamarin uh, conference, nice and, nice and busy, lots of great speakers. Uh, Scott Hanselman, uh, there was Andrew Wang from Supergiant Games of Bastion and, and Transistor fame. And this year, it's going to be in Atlanta on October the 6th to the 10th. And Monday and Tuesday is going to be training. Um, so they're going to go through some of the fundamentals of um, iOS and Android. And then there's going to be some cross-platform talk. And then there's going to be an advanced topic um, for people that are already familiar with uh, iOS and Android development to actually you know, gear up on skills that they want to learn yeah and i believe that the evolve 2013 talks are all up online as well so uh you can go check those out because i know there's some really good sessions i particularly like one from uh michael hutchinson who works on the xamarin studio team i have to refer back to that one all the time because there's some really cool tricks uh that i didn't know about that he talks about in that one and there's just some really cool videos up uh so i believe those are still online right chris yes yes so you can go on them i believe we uh, put up a blog post with some of those uh, videos from 2013 today so I'll link that in the notes as well and also it can be a pretty amazing event I think there's some stuff happening at the Georgia Aquarium in Atlanta as well so um, that's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah the Georgia Aquarium is a really cool venue I've been there before. So the past couple of weeks have been busy for both myself and Pierce we had a company off-site uh, two weeks ago um, so we're busy with that and then uh, build 2014 was uh, last week, uh, where there's some pretty interesting updates. Do you want to go through some of those, Pierce? Okay, so one of the big announcements was Windows Phone 8.1 with the announcement of Cortana, which is the personal assistant similar to Siri and Google Now, which I found was really cool. And that actually came out this week uh, as a preview to developers. Also, Windows 8.1 Update 1 came out. Which, improve, which has an improved taskbar, better task switching, start screen tweaks uh, for some mouse and keyboard users. Because I know for touch it was great, but there was some stuff kind of on my laptop that could have been improved. And so with update one, they're doing that. And from the Xamarin side of things, uh, Miguel was at Build and he was in the day two keynote and he built C-sharp cross-platform apps uh, using Visual Studio, which was really cool. He built an iOS app actually using Visual Studio. And he even built a really cool glass app. Uh, and if you want to go back and check that out, that's pretty cool. He has some. He built some pretty cool stuff for glass. He would be like, okay, so the normal commands for taking pictures are really awkward. So I made some really uh, quick apps, like immortalize the moment uh, for taking pictures. So that's a. It's a really cool talk. And if you're interested in Xamarin, that's definitely something you want to check out. And if you're familiar with Xamarin, it's still something really cool to check out. Uh, some of the other stuff that was announced at Build was the uh, .NET Foundation. So it's a collective group of uh, people and projects that uh, Microsoft, uh, together with a few of the community uh, members, one of those is Miguel, um, another one of those is uh, Lauren, who does MVVM Lite, and also Paul Betts from GitHub. And so they contributed a few of the, the projects that start the uh, .NET Foundation. So things such as ASP.NET MVC, the Web API, SignalR, the Entity Framework, that's all part of this uh, .NET framework, uh, Foundation. And then on the Xamarin side, you have Couchbase for .NET. So a library um, allows you to use Couchbase. Uh, MimeKit, Xamarin.org, System.Drawing, uh, Xamarin Mobile, and, and MailKit were all part of 
of this uh, .NET open source announcement to uh, provide open source um, community projects uh, to this foundation. So that was very nice to see. And something else that is interesting in, in the Windows space was uh, universal apps. So you can actually now build uh, Windows Phone and Windows Store apps um, and have them use the same uh, code base. Something that came part of this is the um, universal project support as well. And Miguel's already mentioned that that's going to be supported in the future in Xamarin Studio. You already get that for free within Visual Studio. So that's nice to see and hopefully see that coming down the road. Yeah, because I know I did some Windows 8 development when I was on break over Christmas break because we had a, a competition at Auburn University. And one of the big things was I built an app and I wanted to bring it to the phone. And there are some slight API differences that made it kind of difficult to get it to work on both, even though they're very similar. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to universal Windows apps as well. In that same space, we have the Azure Mobile Services PCL. We've had the Azure Mobile Services component for Android and iOS available in the Xamarin Component Store for a while now. But if you've been using PCLs, which seem to be a new big thing, uh, like me, I use them all the time, they're amazing, then you might be interested in the Azure Mobile Services PCL. It's developed by Paul Batum at Microsoft. And like I said, all that's really changed is it's a PCL-capable version of Azure Mobile Services, so you can maximize all your code sharing and reuse. You don't have to do any file linking. You can just do it all in the PCL, which is really nice. That is very nice. And we've also been mentioning the Visual Studio Toolbox uh, series that Robert Green and James Montemagno have been putting up on Channel 9. And so this is the final episode of, of that series, and they go and basically take an existing .NET Silverlight app and then turn it into uh, three great mobile apps on Android, iOS, and Windows Phone. So it kind of shows off the uh, .NET uh, mobility scanner that you can use at scan.xamarin.com, and also how you can use portable class libraries to uh, take the existing code and, and share it across those three different platforms. We love mentioning user groups that are going on across the world. Uh, so this week we have at the Brisbane, Australia C-Sharp Mobile Developer User Group, Philip Eckberg gave a presentation on Xamarin and REST APIs. Uh, the talk is available on YouTube, goes through what Xamarin is, uh, how to use REST APIs, which are obviously very, very important to mobile apps, how to consume REST APIs, um, and what kind of code sharing strategies there are when you're using Xamarin. Uh, so especially when you're working with REST APIs, a lot of that can go in your core layer or your shared layer. And you can share that across Android, iOS, and Windows Phone slash store. So that's really awesome. To finish up a few busy weeks for myself, I actually went down to the New York City Mobile.net Developers Group and gave a talk on Google Glass. Uh, but something we wanted to mention that's in the, in the future is that there's actually going to be a F-sharp talk by Rachel Reese um, at the .NET um, Developers Group in New York. And this is happening on May the 6th, 2014, on Tuesday. And it's at uh, Microsoft uh, Times Square building. It's a really lovely building in, in downtown New York. So if you're in the area and you want to hear about F-Sharp and how you can use that with Xamarin and write cross-platform mobile apps, um, this is a great user, user group to go to. Yeah, and she posts a lot of really good F-Sharp content on Twitter. There's That whole Nashville like subgroup does a whole bunch of stuff with F-Sharp, which I find really cool. And I actually really need to try and dive into it more. Something I often run into the problem with building apps is that you kind of want to save some sort of information uh, that's related to the user um, for each of your different cross-platform apps. Um, so actually, James Montemagno had the same uh, problem, and he actually created a plugin for MVVM Cross to do this. 
um, but I don't use MVVM Cross uh, myself um, for a lot of my projects. So he actually went and implemented cross-platform settings uh, without using um, without using MVVM Cross, and he's called this Zam.pcl.plugins. So it's a portable class library that handles all the um, impl native implementations of, of settings. Um, so this is a really nice project. If you do have any settings, which chances are you'll need to, um, it's it's kind of light on what you can store, what data you can store. So you can store bools, in 64 strings, singles, and date times. Um, but that pretty much covers most of the information that you want to save within your mobile apps. This is a really nice way of not having to think about it and just adding this functionality within your applications. So this is again, it works for Windows Phone 8, Windows Store, Xamarin Android, Xamarin iOS. Another common thing people usually do in their mobile apps is have some sort of signature uh, that's required, especially if you're building like a service app of some kind, as shown in the field service app. So Michael Ridlin has actually uh, released a signature starter kit for Xamarin.iOS, which is a really simple library for implementing signatures in your Xamarin.iOS apps. So this is all up on GitHub, all open source. So you can tinker with the source code if you'd like. You can add new features, uh, or you can just use it as is. Like I said, all available on GitHub, so you can plug it into your apps today. Talking of stuff that you want to plug into your app, um, ads is still a very popular thing to uh, monetize your applications. And popular library, AdMob, um, is normally used uh, to do this. Um, if you're developing Android apps and you want to know how to get your apps um, monetized with the AdMob library, then Tommy Parnell has uh, two very good blog posts on using um, Google Play Services component to allow you to add in AdMob into your apps. And also, if you want to do sort of full-page ads as well within your application, so after a user's done something, it will then show them a full-page ad. Um, he also has a second blog post on, on how you can achieve that. So a uh, really nice blog post there. Okay, so I'm building an app right now for iOS, which makes pretty heavy use of UI table views. Um, the main problem if you've worked with iOS a lot is you have to, whenever you add a new item to your table, there's a lot of things that have to happen. So you have to update the collection that's actually holding the item. Uh, you have to update the database. If there's a remote database, you also have to uh, update that one as well. And you have to actually update the UI. So there's a lot of things that have to stay in sync, which is a huge pain. So I found uh, Frank Kruger's Observable Table View Controller. Uh, Frank's a really cool guy in the community. I always learn a ton from him, especially in relation to language features. And so I was aware of iNotify property change, but not a cool interface called iNotify collection change. So basically all it does is notifies subscribing clients uh, whenever the collection's altered. So new item, uh, deleted item, or something being uh, moved around within the collection, even edited. Uh, so basically, he takes advantage of this to allow you to build a table that is reactive to your collection that you have as the data source. So if you're familiar with Reactive UI or MVVM Cross, this is nothing new to you. But if you're not using one of those, you're not building a cross-platform app, uh, this could be really helpful. Or if you just want something lightweight, all you have to do is add the new item to the collection and everything happens with the UI automatically. Uh, I know I was reloading, reloading the table every time I added an uh, item, which obviously was very performance prohibitive. It uh, wasn't the best approach or best practice approach. Uh, but this actually will add it into the collection, uh, excuse me, to the table where it's supposed to go. And so I don't have to worry about adding it or anything like that. Uh, the observable table view controller just monitors the collection. And whenever something happens with it, it updates the table accordingly, which is really awesome. 
So that code is all available on GitHub, and thanks to Frank Kruger for Observable Table View Controller. An app that we saw recently posted um, was the Task.io app, and it's written with love using Xamarin, and it's basically a very nice, nicely done task app, so it allows you to put to-dos, uh, reminders, and calendars. It has some unique features where you can say, I want to do this in the future at some point, uh, so you don't actually have to be too specific about how you want to go about doing your tasks. Uh, it's very uh, visually stunning, um, lots of really nice UI um, paradigms and features that they've added in for this app, and it's also available in over 100 different countries. Another app built using Xamarin is the Mobile Midwest app, which is available for iOS. It's built by Bernstein Ryan Advertising. Uh, specifically, Mike Berlin tweeted about it, uh, who works for Bernstein Ryan, and that's a really great way for us to know that you're building apps with Xamarin is to tweet at us or just tweet hey, I built this out with Xamarin, uh, and we'll usually find it and maybe feature it in the podcast, which would be really cool. But so yeah, we found uh, Mike Berlin's uh, app, Mobile Midwest, on uh, Twitter, and it's an app for the Mobile Midwest event in Kansas City on April 23rd, and it's a really nice app, has a lot of UI customization. Uh, it's basically an app for the conference slash event, um, and it's really nicely designed, all built with Xamarin. A big announcement in the wearables community, Google has announced Android Wear. Uh, well, they actually announced it a few weeks ago, but we're now just getting around to it. So the basic concept is to extend all the awesomeness of Android to wearables. So there's some custom uh, tweaks that they're doing to Android to make it uh, more suitable to wearables. The concept video they have for it is really cool. Uh, basically, you use swipe gestures to get around, a touch, obviously. Uh, and they're working with a whole bunch of different manufacturers so that there's different styles available because I know kind of one of my problems with some of the wearables right now is they're really clunky and they're not well designed. It's not really something that I would want to wear, but it's really cool because they're actually working with a lot of these uh, manufacturers uh, to get a lot of different models out there. So hopefully I'll like one of them and uh, maybe can purchase it. And guess what? If you're interested in building apps for this, we actually have day one support uh, in Xamarin.Android uh, for Android Wear uh, via the Android Wear component in the component store. So that's really awesome. Continuing the tradition of day one support for awesome releases. Uh, Xamarin's really great about stuff like that. And so I'm really excited to start building apps for Android Wear. Yeah, and also today, uh, the Google uh, Gla Glass update got updated to XE16. Even though there's been talk of XE14 coming out, uh, they had actually been really kind of slow on, on letting people know when the updates were available. So as of, as of today, they have the um, Glass Developer Kit, the GDK. They've moved it from a sneak peek now to a developer preview, and it's available for people to download. And you can actually download the component for XE16. So there's some API breakages again, uh, switching from the sneak peek to the developer preview. You can now uh, use that on Google Glass running XE16. So if you have Google Glass, you can now update and use the Xamarin component to, to build your C-sharp apps on Google Glass. Uh, and someone who actually put this into practice um, was Long Zen um, from Australia. He lives in uh, Melbourne, and he actually created a PTV uh, glass application. So this is a public transport um, app. Um, so he can see when the buses are coming. Um, basically, he'll say, um, find the bus stops nearby. And so without having to you know, dig around, find his phone, he can do this right from the glass. So. Um, it's a nice uh, application. It uses a glass progress bar that I believe we've mentioned before on the show. Um, I'll put a link on there in case we haven't. Uh, it's an open source app as well, so you can go download it on GitHub. 
there's probably some changes that um, Long will need to make to update it for XE16 with some of the changes that made. Um, but it's still a really nice app to you know show that it's actually um, you can really build some interesting uh, technology on Google Glass. So if you want to get started with Xamarin, uh, there's no better way than actually using the starter edition of the uh, product. So this is a free version of the um, of the product, which allows you to use uh, a limited amount of size for your applications, and you can actually ship these apps to the store. Uh, to highlight this, we actually created a, a web page called xamarin.com starter. So you can go there and you can kind of see some of the apps that you can actually build that are actually published onto live app stores, such as the Android app store uh, and the Apple app store. Um, a, a few of these different apps are the My Step Counter app, um, which is actually at the moment just an iOS application um, that you can use that takes full advantage of the core motion chip that is added in the iPhone 5S. There's a TalkBot application which allows you to convert text into, into speech. And then there's also the Days Until Christmas app, which I've mentioned um, a few different times, which again, you can take and then put that on iOS and Android using the open source versions and uh, publishing your own Days Until uh, whenever um, up on the app stores without um, actually paying any money for the Xamarin tools. As Chris mentioned, My Step Counter right now is only currently available on iOS. So James Montemagno has taken uh, Michael James' version of My Step Counter for iOS, and he's working on porting it to Android. So the iOS version takes advantage of the core motion APIs available in iOS 7 uh, if you have an iPhone 5S, uh, which is really awesome. Uh, obviously, Step Counter is not a new uh, concept, but regardless, this is a really neat app, really well designed. And so James Montemagno said, hey, uh, let's take the iOS version and port it to Android. So in this blog post, he walks through some of the uh, step sensors and the different things you can do and how you can detect those and uh, keep track of steps, which is really, really cool. So even if you're not interested in my step counter, that could be something that you could implement into your apps. And I believe this is going to be starter compatible. Uh, this is the first of a six-part series, so I'm looking forward to see where it goes. Yes, yeah, pretty nice app. You have to make sure you have the right device that uh, supports that uh, sense of functionality. Unfortunately, I have a a bunch of old Android devices and it doesn't seem to support any of the new apps that are coming out in the App Store so I think it might be time to upgrade uh, my Android device. Something that was also announced at the uh, build conference during Miguel's session and during the keynote actually is the ability for everyone to uh, get a free Xamarin t-shirt. Um, how do you get this you, you ask? Well what you can do is you can go to xamarin.com shirt and you can download a Xamarin t-shirt app that we actually built. So it's a little store uh, which allows you to purchase a, a Xamarin app. All you need to do is dig into the code, add your email address in, run the app, and then um, add the t-shirt to your cart and, and hit send. And so that's a really nice way you can get one of the C-sharp t-shirts. Uh, I think there's a limited edition green color. Uh, so you can't actually get these anywhere else. The only place is to get them through the app. So. If you're wanting to get yourself a Xamarin t-shirt, then this is the way to do so. Yeah, and the shirt's completely free, and all they have to do is download and run it. Yep, that's it. Well, that's pretty cool. I actually got a green one myself, because that seems to be the one that everyone wants. And isn't there some sort of uh, Easter egg in there? There is an Easter egg, but you have to dig into the code and find out what that might be. Well, that wraps up the 11th episode of the Xamarin Podcast. Uh, please tweet us any interesting blogs or articles you write or see and they might be featured in an upcoming episode of the Xamarin Podcast. I'm Pierce Bogan. And I'm Chris Hardy. You can follow us at Xamarin Podcast. 
and we'll see you next time.